Most religions share a belief that the body and spirit coexist until the body has perished and the spirit moves on into the afterlife. However, there are those that remain. Some stay with a purpose. Some are doomed to relive their own violent deaths. These spirits are one of the oldest aspects associated with Halloween. For generations to come, people will still gather around the campfire to tell the stories of ghosts. Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we will make some pottery with ghosts. So, Stephanie, have you seen Ghost before we watched it for the podcast? A thousand times. A thousand. Oh, this is your favorite, isn't this it? This is, yeah. This, this is, your, is my favorite. Oh my god. I, I found it funny that we save the movie literally called Ghost <laughs> for the last one. Just yeah. look at the draw. That's how it worked out. Yes. So, needless to say, you enjoy this movie. Yes. Time goes by. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Slowly. <laughs> it's just going to be the podcast. You're seeing that for the next 45 Time minutes. Time could do so much. <laughs> Somebody help me. (laughs) No, I'll stop. That's fine. So, have you seen the movie before? I have. It was one of those movies, I I feel like I always say, it's a movie I saw when I was a kid, but truly, like, I've seen all these movies when I was younger, and I remember quite a bit. I'm actually very surprised by how much I remembered it. I don't think I understood the impact of it, like, when I was younger, like... The bank stuff gets a little muffled, I think, when you're a kid. The bank? Oh, yeah. I still was like, what? What's going on? I can actually interpret some of it he's now that, I, that I work at a bank. Yeah. I was like, I understand. Teach me, teach me. And I was like, he's stealing money. Okay. Oopsie. Oopsie doodles. Yeah, I have. And I, I, like, I do like it. It's not my favorite thing. I know. You're, for those of you listening, Stephanie looks very disappointed in me. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's so good. It's, it's, it's very good. It, <laughs> there's some aspects that aren't my favorite, but that's okay. I love it all. <laughs> Every little moment of it. I can't. I can't stop. I was going to jump ahead. There's some reactions. <laughs> some reaction scenes of like Patrick Swayze like going like, <gasps> like it's so <laughs> stop. I was like I paused on one of them. I was like cackling. He's just like <laughs> <laughs> No, I Patrick's, like it all. I don't it, care. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a I mean the acting overall is really good. Although Demi Moore, some scenes, she doesn't seem too bothered by things. <laughs> She's like, stay away. <laughs> She's strange. Yeah. Strange? Strange. Like the character? I think just the acting choices. Yeah. But not like, it doesn't upset me the way she plays it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I definitely got that vibe too. Like yeah. sometimes she seemed very upset and sometimes she was just kind of like me. And I don't know if it's just she was... Going through it. Going through it. Yeah. And she's just like, I, I can't, I can't feel something right now. Yeah. So. I think that's what we're trying to get. Yeah. yeah. But it just fell a little flat sometimes. For me personally, my professional acting experience. There was not enough blubbering in this. Yes. If you're not crying on the floor eating a pie, you're not doing it right. Okay. <laughs> Demi. Yes. Here's this pie, Demi. Eat it. For five minutes straight. <laughs> and then throw up afterwards. <laughs> 
And then I'll respect you. Yes. That's how it goes. So how about you tell us a little bit about how you ranked it? So I rated this as a five. I can see that. I did a four. So it's almost the same. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, very close. What did, wait, hold on. Let me Just look. neighbors. What did I have as a four? A ghost story. And you had, what did you have? You had Lovely Bones as a five. Ah. Uh, They're all in that. That's a hard choice. I know. This ranking system. I know. It's going to be. This is going to be interesting trying to (laughs) nail this down. But yeah, it's, I won't say what actual, like literally part of this movie freaked me the fuck out. I was like. Oh yeah, no. I remembered what it was, but I didn't remember like how it was. I was like. Mm -mm. And I watched it like late at night. I'm like, I don't feel good. This feels scary. Like, it is surprising, like the music and the dramatics of it all sometimes like gets to you if, if you're watching it the wrong time. Some parts of this movie, like it's it's like I would what you call a love story kind of. It, it is a love story, but there way. are like legitimate like horror elements and yeah. suspense. I was like, I don't remember. And the right. deaths are intense sometimes. The last one, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. No, <laughs> but yeah. Can you tell us about the background for this movie? Yes, I can. So Ghost is a 1990 American romantic fantasy film directed by Jerry Zucker from a screenplay by Bruce Joel Rubin. It stars Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg. The plot centers on Sam Wheat, a murdered banker whose ghost sets out to save his girlfriend Molly Jensen from the person who killed him through the help of the psychic Odame Brown. Ghost was theatrically released on July 13th of 1990 to a commercial success grossing $505 million against a budget of $22 million and emerging as the highest grossest film of 1990. And at the time of the release, it was the third highest grossing film of all time. Yes. Stephanie. Swayze gets people in seats. (laughs) I did not notice. I knew it was like a... Like, everyone knows Ghost. Like yes. The, the clay scene. Was this after or before Dirty Dancing? I think it was after. Hold, please. Especially after Dirty Dancing. I could see why everyone's coming. Fun fact, I love Dirty Dancing. I love Dirty Dancing, too. That is a good-ass movie. <laughs> it is. You know one puts the baby in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, yeah, it was after. It was three years after. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everyone's still hyped up from Dirty Dancing. Oh, <laughs> so dirty they're like make that pottery (laughs) sex (laughs) it wasn't that dirty like (laughs) just like kind of light grinding you know what i'm saying yeah but the ending i'm like like, hell yeah (laughs) i did i really did did. (laughs) the film received positive reviews from critics with particular praise going toward the score and performances of the cast Ghost earned five nominations at the 63rd Academy Awards, those including Best Picture, Best Original Score, Best Film Editing, and winning Best Supporting Actress for Goldberg, Hail Yeah, and Best Original Screenplay for Rubin. Of course. I agree with all of this. Whoopi Goldberg, Swayze does great, Demi Moore does pretty good. Whoopi Goldberg makes this fucking movie. She steals the show. I She's will, great. Yes, she is phenomenal <laughs> this movie but I them together Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg is such like an unlikely pairing but it's so awesome it to see so them well. yeah they play off of each other so well you almost think that they hate each other's guts and then they're like I love you like yeah <laughs> it worked out so well uh, he should have fallen, <laughs> fallen in love with Whoopi Goldberg that would have been plot great. twist <laughs> when he possesses her yeah. some weird connection that's Ooh. weird <laughs> he was inside her Ooh. I winked <laughs> I winked you girl. Alex did wink <laughs> I'll let myself out now. Yeah, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) 
So speaking of cast, so there were a bunch of people considered for the part of Sam. So we have Harrison Ford, Michael J. Fox, which we discussed in the last episode with the Frighteners, Paul huh. Hogan, Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Klein, Alec Baldwin, and Tom Cruise were all considered for Sam Wheat. I could see maybe Kevin Bacon, I, maybe Harrison Ford. But everybody else is not the type. No, no, no. I could definitely see Kevin Bacon. I don't know if I have a dance connection with <laughs> Kevin Bacon, too. Because of Footloose. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to say I get them, Swayze and Kevin Bacon, confused. No. But I could definitely see them. The same, like, interchanging roles. Yeah. yeah. Same vibe. So Bruce Willis turned down the role of Sam Wheat as he did not understand the script and later called himself a knucklehead for turning it down. How could you not understand the script? He's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't. I feel like it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. No, it's not a completely, I don't know, unless it read weird, but I don't yeah. see why not. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. But Michelle Pfeiffer, Molly Ringwald, Meg Ryan, Julia Roberts, and Nicole Kidman were considered for the role of Molly Jensen. We got Nicole Kidman coming back up. Nicole Kidman would have been great. Molly Ringwald would have been great. She was on a lot of 80s stuff. Yeah. 16 Candles. Yeah. And Breakfast King. Club. Breakfast. Can't forget Breakfast Club. I could see Julia Roberts a little bit. Oh, yeah. She would have been great in this. Her and Kevin Bacon would have been like a really cute cast together. Yeah. That's like their understudy. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. This is Geist. Or even her with Patrick Swayze would be awesome as well. But maybe there's like a little bit of a height difference. She seems very tall. Women can be taller than men. But it's hard on screen. Wear platform shoes. <laughs> Swayze, you got this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Demi Moore did fine. She did fine. She did <laughs> Not my favorite choice. No. Like, Demi's like okay. We We're just like shitting on her. She's like, <laughs> Demi, not great. Yeah. But it was fine. And then, weirdly enough, Tina Turner and Oprah Winfrey auditioned for the role of Oda Mae Brown. And according to Goldberg, the producers initially weren't interested in casting her as Odome, and that Swayze advocated for her to be cast. So, could you imagine Tina Turner? No. No. No one, no. Or Oprah? No. Oprah could not have done that, no. 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 And Swayze advocated for his girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Whoopi. It has to be Whoopi or I won't do it. Exactly. That's probably what he said. But yeah, that's some background. There's no, like, real life connections to the story. It's all made up, so. Oh, sorry. It's trivial to you. It is. It's just my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Every little criticism I have, something is just going to be like, no. (laughs) They did it all right. (laughs) There is no issue with this. It's the scariest. (laughs) I mean, some of the, like I said, the ending, I'm like, "Ah, I'm not ready for this. No, I don't blame you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Would you like to hear the plot? I don't know, Steph. This might be a little intense. Would you like a stuffed animal? No, it's fine. Go for it. Go for it. It's fine. <laughs> Sam Lee, a banker and girlfriend Molly, an artist, renovate and move into an apartment in Manhattan with the help of Sam's friend and co-worker, Carl Bruner. Mm. Carl. We don't like Carl. No one likes Carl. We do not bring up Carl in this house. Mm. Carl Bruner. <laughs> one day at work, Sam tells Carl that he's investigating some obscure accounts with unusually high dollar amounts that he found. Carl offers to help with it, but Sam declines, insisting he's going to investigate himself. Mm. <laughs> we do and that I'm- every time. We mention Carl, and we're like, mm. Yeah. Mm. Carl is so suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Even, like, I feel like it's just because I've watched it so many times, but every time I see Carl, I'm like, what are you doing? I know. Why don't we have eyes on you all yeah. the time? Yeah, there's really nothing that implies he's doing anything wrong. No. At initially. But he comes across as so 
oops, I didn't mean to take this box full of all of your passwords with me, or I didn't. Yeah, I think it's like one of those things if you're not suspecting your best friend. Yeah. Like, like Charlie could be like, just, sorry, I accidentally got all the keys to your house. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Oopsie. <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's true. So that evening, walking home from a play, Molly tells Sam she's ready to get married, something they never really discussed, and asked if he really loves her because he never says it back, saying ditto instead. <laughs> she is like going off the wall with all of these topics. She's like, I'm ready to get married, but why do you never say I love you? That's kind of cute, though. Like, ditto. It's very cute. I'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's cute. I think it's cute, too. I, mean, I guess if he's never said it, that's kind of like... Can you actually like, say those That's words? Odd. Why did you move in with him if you had any doubts? That's the thing. Because she's smitten. I guess. It don't matter. He could hate her. But he's like, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I mean, they're just Swayze. I don't know. Probably be like, yeah, he just says diddle. He's never said I love you. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I just like to look at him. <laughs> oh, my God. Sam reassured her that she knows how he feels about her. Never actually says I love you. But they are suddenly attacked by a mugger. The attacker ends up shooting Sam in a scuffle and stealing his wallet. Sam tries to run after him, but realizes that behind him, Molly is crying over his body. And she's like, you'll be fine. And he's very clearly eyes open, like, Ugh. Yeah, Like, yeah. girl, I know you're, like, in shock, but he's not fine. <laughs> he's okay. very clearly not alive anymore. Yeah, a white light descends down from the sky to him, presumably heaven. Wow. Yes. Never seen that. It looks pretty, though, because of, like, the little starries. Like, <laughs> it's prettier heaven. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, no, this is different, though. This has never been done. Unique. Innovative. A rare. Never seen. Rare occasion. Pushing the envelope. <laughs> yes. They did it first. They did it first. Presumably heaven, but he chooses to stay when he hears Molly saying to his body not to leave her. And I don't know if he, like, unconsciously chooses to stay with her because he thinks that he can be revived, but... He's like, get me back into my body. (laughs) But it doesn't work out, so Sam doesn't return to his body, though, and ends up a ghost only visible to the occasional ghost and unable to physically interact with the mortal world. Mm. So he stays with Molly after his death while she grieves. She doesn't eat a pie. It's very disappointing to Alex. I know. That's already a knock against this movie. Where's the pie? Yeah. We need a pie. I've been waiting for a pie to arrive in you this You were scene. the one that was all about the pie. But, so, like, I feel like you should also be very But this was, like, in 1990, right? They didn't have pies back then. <laughs> that wasn't invented until 91, at least. No one ate their feelings in the 90s. <laughs> no, that's why she was so fucking skinny. Although, Rooney Mara, she never had a pie. Yeah. That's fine. God damn it. All these actresses, they don't know what pie is. (laughs) (laughs) Neither did the filmmakers with this one. Oh, no. Carl comes by and convinces her to go on a walk, but Sam is disappointed to find he can't follow after her because he's unable to go through the door. But he ends up seeing the mugger come back into his apartment and just roaming around looking for shit. Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, rude. This obviously wasn't just like a random... No, it was a setup. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. And the audacity to come back to a man's house that you murdered. <laughs> I know. You're playing with fire, man. Like, if you're going to... No, man. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to say, if you're going to kill someone, you better get the fuck out. <laughs> like, he's just, like, tiptoeing, coming in, tiptoeing around. Like. Yeah. Molly returns while the mugger is still inside, which I always hold my breath during this scene. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. That's creepy. Yeah. He's watching her change. It's ill. It's icky. Yeah. But Sam manages to scare their cat into attacking him, so he runs out before Molly can see him. 
Did you like, hello? Like, <laughs> and he like slams there? the door on the way out. I was <laughs> like, there's no way no one was in your house, Molly. Like, he was like running down the stairs. like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. She's like, hello. Hey. <laughs> one of those instances, like, I would have been running out of my room. Like, who the f- Who's there? <laughs> I'm already calling the police. Yeah, I would have already pressed send on 911. Yes. Sam slips out with him and follows him to his Brooklyn apartment to find out that his name is Willie Lopez. And there was a third party that ordered his attack. He was for hire. Yes. After leaving Willie's, he sees a shop front of psychic Oda Mae Brown and pays her a visit. He's audibly disappointed to find that she's a con artist pretending to commune with spirits, but they both are surprised to learn she can hear him heckling her. (laughs) It's such a funny scene. Like, she isn't actually psychic, and then she, right then and there... She becomes psychic. She becomes psychic. I'm like, what are the odds? (laughs) Right. And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I just love her little, like tricks that she's playing to like she has these two sisters that she's working with and they open the closet door to show no one's there or something and they're like she'll be with you shortly and then they open it and she's there yeah because there's that extra door yeah <laughs> it's so over the top. and every time like because she's like oh i don't i don't know if i can i can do it i don't think i can commune with them today or something they'll be like oh i'll pay you more money oh no no twenty dollars yeah. <laughs> she's great it's amazing so he desperately persuades Oda May to warn Molly about the mugger planning to return to her apartment. She's reluctant, but gives in going to Molly and attempting to convince her it's really Sam, but only giving information he would know. They keep on bringing up this green underwear she wrote her name in, and I was like, what kind of scandalous thing did you do, Molly? Everyone knows the green underwear story at this point. Well, no one knows about the green underwear story, <laughs> which is why it's like so... <gasps> How would you know that? <laughs> there's no, there's nothing else interesting about her. <laughs> All we know is she wrote her name in green under her. Yeah. I, Otherwise, <laughs> nothing to know of Molly. Uh, like, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, really? This is what you're going to tell someone? To, there's nothing else, like, interesting about me that only I would know? Yeah. Like, well, he talks about, like, a sweater she knitted and stuff like that. It's not all... No one else knits. <laughs> it's just Molly. Right. And she's the only one who writes her name in green underwear. <laughs> That's it. No one else. Yes. I don't know. But Nothing else. They keep bringing up the green underwear. Right. But I was like, maybe we should just share the tea on this green no. underwear thing. They pass along Willie's name and address to take to the police, and Molly later tells Carl about the whole thing, who offers to look into it. Molly does go to the police, though, soon after, and they are convinced she is being conned because they have a large file on Otome and nothing on Willie. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> <sighs> Um, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Otome is a kind of artist. Doesn't um, look trustworthy. <laughs> but she is actually the one that is not lying this time. Yeah. So, I just feel bad because the police gave her such a hard time. Like Molly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not. Helpful? Shocking. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, they knew stuff that only we knew. And the guy's like, well, they probably just looked at the obituary. I'm like, do you write about green underwear in your obituary? Is this something you do? Um, I mean, not particularly. Should I be? <laughs> like, hold on. Have I been right. doing this wrong? That's the only quality you should put in the obituary. Meanwhile, Sam follows Carl to Willie's and is devastated to learn that they are working together because Carl has laundered money for drug dealers and had Willie rob Sam to get his book of passwords. What a mu- Really? You had to kill him? Yeah. Well, well it was, I guess it was... Probably wasn't supposed to kill yeah, him. Yeah, he just overreacted. Willie's kind of, like, laissez-faire about this I, whole thing. He's like, like, I'll stab a bitch. Yeah. Like, he does not care. Doesn't even seem to care about getting the money, either. He's just like, 
it's whatever. So I'll go there I do <laughs> three days fun. from now. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> fine. While visiting Molly, Carl steals the book and transfers all the money to one account under the fake name Rita Miller. Throughout the movie, Sam learns that he can make contact with the mortal world unintentionally when he's emotional. So he gets help from a violent poltergeist haunting the subway system to teach him how to channel his emotions and move solid objects at will. Homeboy, he's like, get out of my train initially. He's very intense, man. He scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, but now I'm like, oh, he's not mentally well. No, he's dead. So, I mean, who is? When you're dead. At that True. point, who cares? True. You don't really have a brain anymore. But he says weird shit like, light trains! <laughs> and then, like, kicks him off the train. He's just, you know what? He's vibing. You yeah, know? he's a character. He's, he's leaving the living people alone, and that's honestly all that matters. Yeah, that's true. Realizing the only way to keep Molly and Otome safe is to withdraw the laundered money, close the account, and donate it. Sam asks Otome to impersonate Rita Miller so they can thwart Carl's plan. It's so funny, too, because they end up giving this check for $4 million to the nuns, like, that are just standing really closely outside the building. And I feel Otome's pain just being like... She will not let go of it. She's like, I'm gonna give it to him. (laughs) And Sam's like, give him the check, Otome. She's like, I'm doing it. She's like, I hate you, Sam. (laughs) I never want to talk to you again. And she's like talking to him out loud a lot of the time too oh, while she's talking all the to time. people. That scene is so funny when she's impersonating Rita Miller. Yeah. And she's talking to the bankers and they're just like looking at her like she's insane. But okay. she pulls it together. Oh my God. Honestly, this is why banks have so many background checks for anything because of... Ghost. Ghost, yeah. Ghost did this. <laughs> yeah. Because she has to sign like a little bank card or something for the account. And then she gives it back to the woman. She's like, I need another one. I signed the wrong name. And she's like, all right. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> okay. Have you ever once accidentally signed the wrong name? Not the full wrong name, no. <laughs> <laughs> Confident in his abilities, Sam taunts Carl, revealing himself by typing his name on the computer and calling him a murderer. That's <laughs> so funny. Carl's like, who's doing that? <laughs> Looking around the room. Uh, yeah. Who's doing that? <laughs> Boy, if someone's hacking your computer, it's in the computer. It's not around you. I was like, buddy, no. He's very, I don't know if he knows how technology works. Well, it was the 90s. So yeah. I mean, that part, I was like, really? <laughs> just looking around the room. And then Sam typed his name and then it like a million Sams just Sam, called. Sam, Sam, I'm Sam. Like, you must have copied and pasted that because you're not typing that fast. No. On edge, Carl visits Molly, who reveals to him that she saw Otome at the bank closing an account. When she's out of the room, Carl says out loud to Sam that he'll kill Molly when he returns if he doesn't get the money back. And Carl is just very painfully obvious that he's very dangerous at this point. Like, he's just, like, in her kitchen, like, holding a big-ass knife and just barely puts it down in time before Molly comes back into the room. Like, enough to be like, what are you doing in my kitchen? What are you doing? Like, Yeah, and you know what? I would have been like, I didn't put that knife there, so you must have just had this. Why did you have a huge knife out? Again, this character... Yeah, too much. (sighs) Actually, you know what? Not enough. Not enough. It's not enough. Really? She needs to be, like, on her guard. She's like... Oh, yeah. No, Molly is a woman (laughs) living in New York. She needs to be a little bit more untrusting of people. Also, can we talk about how skeezy Carl is? Like, he comes over... He visits her multiple times throughout the movie to seek comfort in the whole loss of Sam of his best friend. He is trying to make moves on her. Yeah. Every two seconds. I like, spilled something on my shirt. And he's like, I can get you a shirt? He's like, no. 
no, it's fine. Look at my bare chest. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, who does that? You go to comfort the death of your best friend to his significant other. Yeah, go to anybody else. Right. Like, no, <sighs> anybody, another friend. Yeah, or like your family. Like, don't go to their significant other. Right. To seek comfort. My best friend died. She's like, yeah. Yeah. And my boyfriend died. My boyfriend uh, right. died. We were literally living together. Yeah. I'm aware. He's not here. That's worse than looking around when the computer's typing on its own. <laughs> also, can we talk about how quickly this man loses clothes? There are Chip and Dale strippers, I'm sure, that lose clothes less, <laughs> less, than this man. less quickly than this man. Even at the beginning, like Sam's shirtless. And then so was Carl. He's like, hey, guys, <laughs> do you want to be in a throwball? <laughs> like, he's also like, what is happening? We didn't really talk about the pottery scene, but I almost expected him, Carl, to come behind <laughs> Sam. Sam and the three of them were making making pottery. They should have done that. That would have been a great deleted scene. There needs to be a recut of with Sam just trying to get in with them. Yeah. It's weird. Like, give it time to breathe and, and flow naturally if you want to have a relationship with, with this woman. Like, right. But on the other hand, you're like ready to kill her. Right. So, like, it doesn't make any sense. Carl and Willie then go back to Otome's apartment, but Sam makes it in time to warn her and her sisters to hide. Sam throws things to spook Willie, and in a panic, he runs out into traffic and is killed by two oncoming vehicles. Willie's spirit then emerges from his body, and shadow demon-like creatures rise out of the ground and drag him to hell. No! These things scare the shit out of me. And it's like, they're just like shadows, and it's not particularly well done. Like, no, they look kind of cheesy. Yeah. It's the sounds they make. The, like, the grrr, yeah. like, really loud guttural, like, oh, it's unsettling, yeah. honestly. Yeah, well, and then when they, like, surround him and, mm-hmm. like, carry like, him like, away. Yeah. And, like, it's the movements and stuff, too. You're like, ooh. It's like, ah, oh, it's unsettling. It's mm-hmm. very unsettling. Yeah. Like, the noise alone. If you were watching this without the, the sound, it wouldn't be that bad, but, like, they come out of nowhere, and you're like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> no. And it's so unexpected. Like, Sam had, like, time to choose whether or not to stay. Oh, you don't get to choose when you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, when you're bad, they just take you. They're like, like, no, you, as soon as you get your feet on the floor, you're like, come on with us. Which means there's no bad ghosts. Yeah, that's true. Oh, good. So even the guy on the subway, like, no, he's... He's not bad. He just wants his own subway train. Yeah. Get the fuck... This is mine. So Sam and Otome go back to Molly's apartment, and by floating a penny in the air and into her hand, he finally convinces Molly that Otome is telling the truth about him. About time. A penny. Right. It was like their thing. It's like an inside thing that they would know, I guess, because they kept like a hen penny that they found during renovation. Okay. So he gives it to her and tells Otome to tell her that it's for luck. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Otome allows Sam to then possess her so he and Molly can hold each other. And mm-hmm. can I just talk about how awkward that must feel for Otome? For everyone, really. For everyone, Involved, yeah. Like, like, watching it, you're like, but I know it's Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I know. So, like, yeah, they, when they film it, they show Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. And he's, like, touching, caressing her it's face. It's sensual, yeah. So, from Molly's perspective, she's dancing with Otome. Mm-hmm. Otome is probably checked out, doesn't even know what's going on, because she's possessed currently. Right. And now Sam's in someone else's body, which I'm sure feels weird. Yeah. So, it's just a very, I know it's meant to be, like, really romantic, but I couldn't get past no. the imagery. It's hard to not see it that way. Like, it like just I, just to imagine how uncomfortable that would be, just to be 
any of them in that circumstance. Like I, just, I almost wish there was a way she could have just danced with his ghost. Yeah. Uh, but that would have made no sense. So I get the idea, but I'm just like, I can't. I can't get past yeah. projecting Whoopi Goldberg right. with anymore. And they almost are like... The couple are a little too into it, like getting too handsy because Otome is like, okay, that's enough. That's the part. It's too much. Yeah. Like the imagery of Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore dancing, like that's fine. It's the fact that it's not her and it's her body and it's just a little weird. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I don't like. It's not even like that that's inappropriate or anything. It's just that. Because everyone consented. This yeah. This is a consensual right. situation. It's just, yeah. It's just that she's not Patrick Swayze. And Patrick Swayze is acting like as if he was in his own body. Yeah. And that's not okay. However, when Carl returns with a gun for the money, this leaves Sam too exhausted to fight him off. So. Uh, Bro. I'm yeah. like, come on. No. And he saw it too. When Patrick Swayze returns to Otome's, like, psychic shop thing, she is surrounded by ghosts that now are all trying to communicate with her mm-hmm. to tell loved ones things. One of them gets frustrated and, like, jumps into her body to possess her. And she ends up forcing him out, and he is very Winded. tired after mm-hmm. making this attempt. Yeah, Sam, I'm like, come on. Sam, you, you this, saw this. Do this after you deal with Carl, who's right. literally on the way to yeah. kill Molly. Right. Like, Molly had called the police because they were going to be there any minute. Carl made an appointment and said he would be back at 11. Like <laughs> This is like when you watch a horror movie and they have sex in the middle of, like, things happening. Yeah. Like, this is not the time. No, no. Place. no. This is the place, but not the time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. Molly and Otome take off up a fire escape into a loft that is still under renovation, and Carl holds Otome at gunpoint, demanding he get the money back. Sam recovers in time to push him off her, but this gives Carl the advantage to turn the gun on Molly. Since Carl still can't see Sam, he's able to be disarmed and tries to escape through a window, pushing a suspended hook towards Sam, but it ends up swinging back and breaks the glass on the window, fatally impaling him. Again, Carl, you're literally trying to harm... You're fighting a ghost, man. (laughs) You're not going to win. No, just try to escape is all you can really do. Oh my god, this hook is not going to... Mm. Carl, I mean, I'm glad you're stupid because you're terrible. But also, you're stupid. Yes, very stupid. And I love how movies always find a way to make the protagonist not be a killer. Mm -hmm. He accidentally. Yeah, he accidentally kills himself. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the shadowy things then return to take Carl to hell. Terrible. Also terrible. Yes. Now that everyone is all right, a light. <clears throat> wow, okay. I went through puberty there. <laughs> oh, right. Just oh, right. Just went there. <laughs> now that everyone is all right, a light beams down from heaven towards Sam, making him visible to Otome and Molly. He thanks Otome for her help and tells her her mother would be proud of her because it's a gift that had been passed down in the family. Yeah. Then Sam and Molly get to have a final goodbye, and Sam professes his love for her before he crosses over. Ditto. And then Molly says ditto this time, and I was like, that's cute. Yeah. It came full circle. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) Yay. I I do enjoy it. It is a good movie. I was, like, surprised at how, like, exciting it gets in some parts. Yeah. Like, I remember being, like, lovey. But it was also very funny. Again, mostly because of Whoopi. Right. And there are suspenseful moments. I'm like, I don't remember this being so, like, whoa. Yeah. Stressful. Like, when they were, when Otome and her sisters were trying to run. I'm like, oh, my God. Get out of there. Go, (laughs) go, go. Even though I knew they are fine. Yes. 
Also, just like the banter between Sam and Otome is really great. That's what makes the movie. Yeah. To me, as I, I said before. I used to love as a kid when he convinces her to help him by singing Henry VIII. I would sing that all the time. Henry VIII I got married we got next door. Same as the first. I would go crazy too. Yeah. Would you like to discuss the characteristics? Yes. Okay. Otome can't see ghosts, but can hear them and be possessed. So that's interesting. I always thought she was able to see him. I don't know why. You know what? I like that a lot, that she can't see him. Because we talked about in, like, The Others and in The Sixth Sense, how that's, like, realistic, the ghost, like, description, because it's just them. I think this takes it a step further where, like, you can't even see him. Yeah. So I feel like that'd be... I would believe that if you tell me you could hear ghosts. Right. You know? Does that make yeah. sense? That makes sense to me, but I feel like it would also make me feel paranoid, though, or oh, yeah. or make the other person sound paranoid if they were like, yeah, I hear ghosts. You're like, oh. Assuming they, there was a way to, like, prove that. Yeah. You know? Like, just saying you hear voices is a red flag. Yeah. I recognize <laughs> that, but, you know. But also saying you see things isn't any better. Right. So. That, that is true. <laughs> either way, it just depends on yeah. if you believe they could see ghosts or they just have some issues they have to work through, you know? <laughs> It seems that ghosts have a limited reserve of physical power and can be weakened if they jump into bodies. Mm-hmm. Heaven and hell exist in this world. If you were a good person, you could choose to move on to the afterlife or stay behind if you feel needed, much like Casper's choice to stay with his dad. Walking through walls, moving objects, and possession all require an amount of skill or practice. It's not automatically just known or possible, possible. for them. Yeah. You have to train to be a proper ghost. spooky ghost. Yes. <laughs> you need to try. Otherwise, you're just weak you're weak (laughs) you don't just come into this ghost life privilege with all this skill (laughs) come on now ghosts are not doomed to haunt wherever they die they can travel anywhere they please so i guess technically if sam was just like i would love to see paris he could go see paris like would he hop on a plane i guess is that how that would work i guess so but he can travel all around new york yeah yeah you're not tethered to any specific location like Susie Salmon in Lovely Bones, you don't instantly realize you've died. You keep on going as if you're alive until the realization hits. Yeah, because Sam ran. His killer. What really, is, yeah. yeah, when his killer got smashed between the two cars, his ghost went flying. And I'm like, initially, I'm like, that's not what would happen if you got smushed between right. two Right. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, oh, oh there. And his body is indeed smushed. Crushed. And with Carl. He was actually, he looked actually genuinely happy to see Sam. Yeah. And then he turns around and he sees a giant piece of glass sticking out of his chest. And right. Like, Ooh. Yeah. And Ooh. Sam is like really remorseful too about the whole like, oh, Carl, why'd you gotta go do that? I know. Like, it's one of those things like, he's pissed at his best friend, but again, it was his best friend. Right. So you're like, you're like, more willing to like be lenient. Yeah. He don't. just wanted him to be arrested, I think. Like, yeah. Not, like, ugh, bro. He didn't want him to die for it. Yeah. And like, even Carl didn't even want Sam to to die. To die. No. It, just, <sighs> it happened, and he was too deep, so he didn't really care at that point. Or, Well, not care, but... He was like, you know what, what am I going to do? Like, I yeah. have to keep going. Like, I can't stop. Right. Which is, you know, they did a good job of showing, like, Carl, like, his mental state. Yeah. He's like, because the people he was laundering money to or, would kill him. Right, no. not being there, so, like... Right. He just got wrapped up in the yeah. wrong thing. I feel like it started as, like, a victimless crime, and then it turned into, like... Yeah, a lot of victims. <laughs> a lot of victims. I mean, like, stealing money is 
don't do that. But, like, no one is going to die over stealing money. Right. That's true. <laughs> and then here we are. Yeah. To and- everyone being dead. It was like, oh. Yeah, and then after Sam dies, he can't stop because, rationally for him, I'm sure, he can't stop because then his death would be for nothing, so. Yeah. Well, also, Molly's in danger. Yeah. That's true. So. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, I guess had he left it alone, <laughs> Molly would have been scot-free. Probably. Because the only reason they went after her is because Oda May went to go get the check. The check was gone. Yeah. So then he put Molly in you fucking put Molly in danger. Right. I that is not how you it. get the girl. Like, no. You could have just left. Yeah, you want them to get caught, but then you you almost killed your girl. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh, and then also Odebe at the end. She's like, I don't have the check. You lie and say you have the check. And you go get it. <laughs> right. Because then if you don't have the check, he has no reason to keep you alive. Exactly. I was like, Odebe, no. And then, again, Sam, because he told her to give it away, could have killed her. <laughs> yeah. He's being- he he kind of also lied to her and said that, like, once she gave it away, there would be no reason for them to come after her. Well, to be honest, the only reason they know about that is because Molly said something. Yeah, that's true. Molly's also kind of... They all fucked each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all well, got each other in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molly didn't know and, like, didn't trust Oda at that point, so she was like, her name's not even Oda Her name's, like, Rita Miller. And then, she's, and then he's like, oh... Shoot, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't, none of them meant to. Yeah. If they had just, like, left it alone. Like, not to say that you should just let people die, like, not try to stop them, but, like, inadvertently, they all got each other in deeper trouble. Yes. Fair enough. I didn't even think about that. They all, like, this movie would have been over. And Sam would have just passed (laughs) on. Yeah. There would have been nothing to do. Oh, my God, Sam. 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 Come on, Well, man. but no, the reason he protects her is because the killer is coming back to the apartment to get the passwords. Yeah, but had he just done that, they would have been done. They wouldn't have mm. over. Well, not assuming that Molly wouldn't have been home and he would have attacked her as well. Well, right. Because Sam was there to scare him. Well, he cat. was, no, he was just there to see Molly and then they just so happened to be there while the guy came. That was just happenstance he was there in the beginning. The killer just showed up and he was already there because he was watching Molly. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm saying it's good that Sam stayed, because if it was just the killer and Molly in her apartment, mm-hmm. no one oh, would have been able to end, scare I him see, away. Yeah, with the cat. He with might the cat. have attacked her instead. Yeah. Because he's obviously not a gentleman watching her change and stuff. He could have yeah. physically assaulted her or killed her as well, because he you killed know. Sam. He didn't have to kill Sam. He That's, just did it. Well, I think they did, because they got in a fight. Like, Sam just didn't give his stuff away. Mm. Like, it's like, when you're getting mugged, just give them what... Yeah, I don't know why. He was like, no. I'm like, here, take it. Leave me alone. (laughs) Is it because Sam puts up a fight? I thought, like. I think so. I feel like Molly tells him to give him his wallet, and then all of a sudden the killer's fighting him anyway. Like, he didn't do it fast enough or something? I don't know. It just seemed like he was, like, purposely trying to kill him. I don't know. Who knows? Unclear, but regardless. Yeah. They all made silly. He should have just left the money. Let them do the money thing, and no one else had to almost die. Just report them to the police. That's all you can do, really. Yeah. Anyways, back to ghosts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like, oh my god, killers. (laughs) So Molly and Sam are able to see each other before he officially crosses over. And in the distance, heaven seems to have the outline of people on the horizon, implying that there are others like Sam waiting there, not like a singular heaven as experienced in Lovely Bones. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine every time someone dies? Like, all right, guys, we gotta welcome the new guy. Just like, ugh. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Welcome in. Yeah. 
we already did this once before a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We all stopped we, what we were doing and came over, but then you were like, no, I gotta save Molly. Like, <laughs> wasting all our time. <laughs> Sam. Rude. <laughs> you know what's really weird about ghosts and like not even just in here because they do talk a lot about like moving objects and going through objects a lot in this one Mm -hmm. why don't they go through floors like they're able to walk on solid floors but it's walls that they like i meant to mention in frighteners like ray when he died he accidentally fell into the like he just went whoop like fell through the ground so that was like the one instance where that actually happened. There was another one too where they're not able to travel through walls whenever they want to. Mm-hmm. And then like as if they don't have control over it. Charlie and I both were like, yeah, you probably should sink into the ground. Right. You don't have a way to stop yourself. <laughs> right. Like floors, no problem. Walls, that's fine. You can go through that. <laughs> like I, it's just weird. That's the muscle one. memory from when you were alive. That don't make no sense. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to rationalize my favorite movie. <laughs> Is this your favorite movie of like all time? Mm, or one of them? One of them. Wow. I'll never have a firm favorite, I think. That's fair. I didn't realize you liked it as much as you did. Oh, yeah. Or do, should I say? Yes, it's one of my favorites. So thank you for listening. That was our last movie of the season. Stephanie, yeah. can you believe we went through 13 <laughs> ghost movies? I cannot. It flew by. But I am excited to see how our recap episode turns out. And I hope you guys will tune in to see the rankings. It's going to be very award showy. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have to go through our second rankings and then come up with one final ultimate ranking that we'll have to agree upon so yeah. that's gonna be interesting but... i feel like it's just gonna be a lot of discussions of like no but i disagree like yeah but no this was scary but this is scary for this reason I mean, no no but this was very scary but we're talking about ghost here but consider this like, so we'll see how it all shakes out on yes. our wrap-up episode give out some superlatives to movies and that'll be all about ghosts yeah so again thank you for listening if you enjoy the show and listen on apple Podcasts and spotify giving us a five-star rating is super helpful and we will always appreciate that and you can follow us on social media by searching 13 degrees of screams this has been 13 degrees of screams and we will see you next week i said it right <laughs> no creep for you <sighs> just kidding <laughs> say something that rhymes with creep Bleep. Bleep. Okay. (laughs) See you next week.